Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of Monday's Minutes of Kids Take. Today we have my dad joining me. Hey guys. And we are we have many topics. Uh, we're going to be, there's going to be a recap of college, of the college football predictions, my predictions, and your guys's, and we're going to make NFL predictions, and talk about the Bears, and what we want to see out of them this year, and Justin Verlander threw a no-hitter yesterday, so we are going to be talking about that. Alright, let's do this. So the first topic of today will be the college football predictions. Um, we I put up three games. Boise State and Florida State, Northwestern, Stanford, and Oregon and Auburn. So the first one was Boise State and Florida State. I picked Boise State, and so did you guys. 57% of you voted for them. And it was a close game throughout because Boise State just kept coming back. They were down by 19 at one point, but ended up winning. And the spread for this game was 6.5. But they still won. I loved I loved listening to you talk about how far they were down. You really thought they you had lost that pick, and then they came all the way back. And not only did they, not only did they, uh, come within the point spread, but they won the game outright. So that was good for me and for you guys. So I'm one to know. You guys are one to know. And the second topic: Stanford and Northwestern. Um. I picked Northwestern, and so do you guys, and I was about to win, but then Northwestern decided to fumble the ball, and Stanford recovered it for a touchdown, and the spread for that game was six or six and a half, I believe. Either way, I would have won if they didn't fumble the ball, but they did, and I lost, so did you guys, and now we're both one and one. Sportsbooks love that game. Kept it, uh, kept it within the number. Um, it was just a crazy fumble the last 20 seconds. We're sitting there watching, thinking, okay, we got this game. We got it. We won. And no, we didn't. Yeah. So the last game of the night was the Oregon and Auburn game. It was 16 Auburn versus 11 Oregon. SEC teams are really hard to beat, especially when you're playing at their home. And um, that's what Oregon was facing. Auburn had the point spread was four points in Auburn's favor. They didn't. They still ended up winning by six points, I believe. Six points or a touchdown. What do you think? You know, I didn't watch it, but uh, I uh, thought you made a good pick to to pull yourself into two and one for the day. Yeah, like I think you guys, you did not vote for Auburn. Actually, you guys voted for Oregon, so you're one and two. I'm two and one. And I just thought that since they're an SEC team, they're going to be hard to beat like they have in the past. Obviously, we saw Purdue last year in the bowl game lost 63-14. to Don't remind me. And um, it was at home. So that was going to be a tough game for Oregon. They had a lead for a lot of the game, but ended up losing. So for topic number two, we are going to be talking about predictions for the NFL. I picked three games, one of them being you probably knew it was going to be in here, the Bears and Packers. It's the first game of the NFL's 100th anniversary, and it's going to be played at Soldier Field. I picked the Bears because they've gone 5-1 and one against division opponents and 3-0 and oh against um, division 
division opponents at home last year. What do you think? What are your predictions? For the Bears in general? For the Bears in general and for this game. Well, you know, I'm going to the game. Yeah. This is pretty exciting. But uh, the first and foremost, I think the Bears, they need to make the Super Bowl. We're all hoping for it. We're all rooting for it. We thought they were going to make it last year. But, of course, we got the double doink, uh, which will we're going to have a hard time uh, forgetting that one. But uh, I'm hoping Trubisky makes a big jump this year and helps us all forget about that. Uh, it's the second year in Nagy's program. I think he has all the leadership intangibles he needs to take the Bears far. But what he really needs to do is step up that footwork, step up his knowledge of the game, the knowledge of the playbook, and uh, and pull them pull them with him into the top tiers uh, of the NFL. So I think if he's a top 10 quarterback, the Bears are definitely getting to the Super Bowl. I think that he does have a breakout year in the next couple of years. We've all been waiting for it. Last year we said it happened. It didn't. But I think that this year I the offense have, ha, has improved. The whole entire team is young and is getting better. Um, now that the Bears just traded away Jordan Howard, it'll make Tariq Cohen the number one running back. But David Montgomery will be fighting for that spot. What what, you... Watch out for Montgomery. I yeah. think he's a perfect fit for the program and was a great draft pick. So you had the Bears going 10-6. and six. Can you walk us through your predictions? Yeah, you know... I'm not going to go game by game, game, but I think they're going to win the Green Bay game. I think it's not going to be like last year. That defense is going to come out strong, and Trubisky's going to have a really good performance. I think people are going to see flashes of what he's capable of. Uh, They'll probably have a letdown, and when they go to Denver, we'll all think the world's going to end. But then they'll go on a nice run, I think, until they bring the Saints and Chargers into town. I think they'll split those two games. Um, Then they got to go to Philly, tough road game. And then I think they could win a nice little stretch of games there until until they get towards the end of the season where they're playing Green Bay, Kansas City. I think they may flutter there, at which point it's going to make that last Vikings game of the season really important. Though I think they win that. I think they win the NFC North uh, by going 10-6. and six. I, Most of my predictions are the same as yours. I had them going 11-5, and five, beating the Chiefs actually at home. Woo! Yeah, I still do think that Vikings game is a must-win because it's at Minnesota. And I also wanted to bring up that I don't think it'll be as hard to beat the Vikings as it was last year because I don't think they're as good as they were in the past couple of years. And I do believe that the Packers will be the team to beat in the NFC North this year. Now we will be making the other two predictions. The first one was the Bears and Packers ones, which we just discussed. The second one is the Browns and Titans. I thought this is going to be a good game to watch because I don't think the Titans are going to be a great team, but I also don't think they're going to be terrible. And the Browns, obviously, they added Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, and Miles Scared are both getting better. So I think this team's going to be fun to watch and... Um, I'd pick this game because it's going to be their first game together. And what do you have to say about this? I think the Browns are going to be good. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but uh, I think they've got some tools finally after so many years to have a chance and uh, to 
to make a push in the NFL for once. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Browns in this game. I don't know how far they're gonna go into the playoffs, but I do think they will make the wild card. I think that the well the Steelers, in my opinion, are gonna win the division their division because um even though Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell left, they did a great job replacing them and Juju Smith Schuster and James Conner who I would both really like to watch this year. Now they're both the number one running back and wide receiver. And Big Ben just needs to have a good year for all of it to work out. Agreed. So that brings us to our next pick, which is the Steelers and Patriots. Ooh, Patriots. Like I just said, the Steelers are going to win the division. And the Patriots... I think are going to win this game because as long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are together, which will probably be for the next two years, they'll be a top team in the NFL. And they've come out strong the past couple of years and have made the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl this past year. What do you have to say? I think the the Steelers have cut out a couple cancers. I think you better watch out for them. Like yeah. you said earlier, they don't they don't have to deal with some of those horrible locker room personalities. <laughs> I think I've been through it in work and life. I've seen when you get rid of some bad apples that that people take a step in the right direction. So be on the lookout for the Steelers. And Antonio Brown recently came out and said about Ben Roethlisberger. That they weren't even friends at all. He actually didn't like them. It was just all about business, which I disagree with. I think they did like each other at one point. He couldn't hear him through his helmet. Yeah. The last topic of the day will be Justin Verlander. Yesterday he threw his third career no-hitter, and it was probably the most exciting part of the Cubs game we were listening to on the radio. They had a bad game, and then we... They would keep giving us updates on his game, and he is, that was his third no-hitter, and he's one of just six MLB players to have three or more no-hitters. Thanks to the ginger-haired genius Zach Zaidman on the score for those updates. You were right, that was the best part of the Cubs game yesterday. I gotta say, um, there's not a lot of guys that have three no-nos. For you young guys out there listening, You've got uh, you got him jumping on a list with Nolan Ryan, Sandy Koufax, and Cy Young, some of the best pitchers ever to be mentioned in a game. So that's pretty high praise for Verlander. I actually think I saw him quote yesterday. He thought he's blown a couple in the ninth and another couple in the eighth. So can you imagine if he'd have pulled those out? The guy would have five or six no-nos right now, which would put him number two to Nolan Ryan. I think he has had the best career out of any pitcher in the MLB that currently plays. Um, His first no-hitter was 12 years ago. That's a pretty big gap, but not as big as Nolan Ryan's 18-year gap. And I think Verlander will be up there and almost as good as Nolan Ryan, but I don't think anybody can ever beat him. Yeah, you know, he's he's got two no-hitters at a visitor park at Toronto, which no one else has that, which is quite a feat, especially this year. For me, being an old guy, you look at their one, two, three hitters, uh, Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero, you know, back in my day, if there was a team full of those three guys, 
now these are hit or their kids, but if it was these three guys, that team would be almost impossible to no hit. So pretty cool to see um, Verlander and, and those guys going head to head. So that was the last topic of today's episode. And I just wanted to say one more thing before we, before I end this episode. My brother started a podcast called Luke's Weather Talk. He's talking about weather. And so make sure you go check him out. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And make sure Wait. you listen on Friday. I want to say thanks for having me on. I'm happy to yeah. do it again in the future. Uh, anytime you need another guest, I'd love to jump in. Thank you for listening today and make sure to tune in on Friday for a new episode.